This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Hi, and welcome back. Today, we've got two entrepreneurs in the spotlight, the brilliant duo Heather and David. They are a dynamic team and the founders of Exotic Lashes. And what we're going to explore today is the importance of stepping away from the business to work on it. Also why sometimes putting on blinkers can be incredibly effective and how to leverage your strengths and outsource your weaknesses. Hi, Heather and David. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi. Hi, Francisca. <laughs> I always love having people like you guys on the, on the call. Obviously, our listeners can't see your beautiful faces, but I can because we are recording this also via video. And I'd love to start strong and ask you what is your best advice for fellow business owners? I mean, you guys have been doing so many amazing things in your business, especially through also these current challenging times. So what, what, what is one of your best pieces of advice? I think from my perspective, one of the best pieces of advice that I was actually given was to make sure that we don't get so caught up working in our business that we don't actually take the time to work on our business. Um, and I think it's a real difference between the two. It's very easy to get caught up in the mundane every day, got to get these orders out, got to get this uh, activity happening. And instead, um, as a result, you don't actually put the time into saying, what is our goal? What is our direction? Um, and making sure we happen, make sure it, it happens. And it's one of those things that was reinforced, I think, when I used to work in corporate. And in corporate, you know, it was always quite a formal process to schedule in planning days to spend that time working on the business rather than just doing the day to day. Um, and I think from a practical perspective, you know, one of the times that we got the most out of doing that, and we try and do it fairly regularly, um, was really when we did it in a, in a different venue. We were overseas uh, at a seaside resort and it just completely took us out of that day to day work environment and gave us the chance to really focus in and say, what are our priorities? What do we need to focus in on? What's our vision? Um, and, you know, how can we make sure that we put in place the steps and the activities to achieve those outcomes? Yeah, definitely. And do you, I love that tip. So, so make sure you make room to work on the business. And also the example that you mm. used is sometimes get away from the yeah. business and, and work on it. Do you guys have like a specific strategy or do you say, hey, once a year we take the team away or the leadership team or how, how do you make sure you do carve out that time? Yeah, I think what we've t tended to do is to try and do it um, frequently so that we can actually uh, take, the, you know, take some time with ourselves and with the team and set up those, those priorities um, both over a 12-month period, but then also breaking them down into shorter uh, goals that can be implemented and measured as we go along. Right. Did you want to add anything, Heather? Or um, One of my things that I feel has been a big thing, 
for us or for me is to make sure that I have blinkers on and a set goal that I'm aiming for, not to get sidetracked by other things. Um, we are in a really competitive industry and it's very, very easy to think, oh, look at what they're doing. That's amazing. You know, we should maybe do that too. But you shouldn't necessarily be doing just what somebody else is doing. You need to have your own focus and just have blinkers on and do your own thing. Um, it's too easy to get sidetracked. So having a set goal or something that you're really focusing on and just staying on track. I love that. And I love that, that slightly almost controversial tip, which I totally believe in too, is put on your blinkers and don't look at what anyone else is doing. Just do it your way because we can get so sucked into yep. looking and spending too much time on what, what are other people doing. And yeah, yeah. And one, something else on this is I often say, you don't even need to look at your competitors. Just find inspiration in other industries. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's too distracting. You know, if you're constantly looking at what everybody else is doing, you're not achieving what you need to be doing for yourself. Absolutely. I love that. Now, can you share a little bit about your journey of sure. how you started Exotic Lashes and sure. some challenges, um, some lessons? Yeah. <laughs> plenty of both yeah plenty of, <laughs> of course, both. especially right um, now. especially at the moment um look we i started exotic lashes um probably nearly 13 years ago i basically needed to reinvent myself i just wanted a complete change i was at a crossroads in my life and i heard about lash extensions and i just was desperate to learn that um, and once I did, I was just absolutely obsessed and I was one of the first people in Melbourne to actually learn it. Um, but as time went on, I got really discouraged with um, products that were available, the inconsistency and also the training. I looked back and even now when I look back at the training that I had and I can see how inadequate it was. So um, all the trainings that we've built are from all my 13 years of experience and we've changed that up quite a bit um, due to COVID, but we'll talk about that a bit more later. Um, and so, yeah. you spent so much time with international speakers and totally. experts from overseas, you know, from those from Russia with Russian volume yeah. um, and from South Korea so that you've continually developed yeah. and learnt and uh, that's part of what's being implemented totally and see that's the thing i don't think you can ever learn something and just think you've done it um, i make it a goal of mine that every year i do a master class of some description so that i'm always knowing what the latest thinking is or if there's new techniques or new um glues or chemicals or things that we should be aware of. And I think as a trainer, um, you have that responsibility to your students to only be training current, um, what is totally current. There's too many people, well, too many cowboys out there really that are doing three, four hour crash courses. Um, and you can't do that. Um, you're playing with people's eyes, whereas our course runs over uh, three full days over a whole month period and they've got to do a whole lot of homework. So it's a very intense, in-depth class, but they're well equipped and, you know, to face the world and to um, treat clients at the end. Yeah, it sounds like you're obviously not looking for the customer that, that is looking for a quick fix, but somebody no. who is taking this seriously and wants yeah. to do this in a really... That usually ends in tears, Francisca. The, um, those crash courses, most people that do them, they usually come to me again to start right from the beginning because they thought that they could learn it in three or four hours, but then they discover that 
no, they can't, and they had no confidence. Whereas once they've done our course, even the first three hours I do is all totally theory, etc. Um, just, you know, hygiene, all the ins and outs and everything they need to know. And they'll say to me, wow, I've learned more in this three hours than I learned out of the whole course of what it's they've like done previously. Yeah. And, and it shows again with you guys putting in that extra effort and the quality. This is a good takeaway for our listeners again is just make your stuff the best. Yeah, it the totally. yeah, and then even right now, as as we are going through challenges, and you probably have way less customers, people still come because you are one of the best yes. in the industry. Yeah. yeah, we are still getting training inquiries, which is amazing, yeah. and. Interestingly enough, we introduced our interactive live um, classes online through the COVID period and the, the students that have actually done that course I'm finding are actually achieving better results than the person-to-person -person classes that we've previously held, which has actually blown me away because I wasn't really pro wanting to do online classes, but this whole situation has forced us to have to do it and it's interesting we learn from this you know i've now learned that this is an amazing thing that we can implement for our business and yes we can still get incredible results not even and maybe even better i mean yeah totally yeah i love that this is something we have noticed here too at basic bananas we obviously had to change every face-to-face -face session to virtual i found the virtual training very effective and i yeah. was also a little bit more reluctant like you in the beginning because yeah. I thought maybe people will implement more and get more out of being there face to face. But in fact, people are probably working harder and being more focused. Being I think so. I think there was a higher level of commitment. Um, I think in the face to face classes, they tend to think, oh, I'll just catch up a bit at the next class. Whereas the virtual online classes, they're really responsible for themselves to achieve what they need to by the next class. So um, it's been really effective. So do you think this is going to be something you're going to now do forever after? Are you Absolutely. going back to the face to face or what's, what's your plan? Uh, yes, we are planning on doing face to face. Um, at the moment with the whole COVID thing though, the whole country is paranoid about Melbourne and Victoria. So it's making it a bit more tricky. Yeah. I think we'll be pushing the virtual online um, interactive classes a little bit more. So it was actually, in some ways, it was a really good thing for us, the whole COVID situation. I mean, apart from the obvious downsides, what it really did was it gave us a really swift kick up the backside to say, do those things that you'd been talking about and planning. We've been talking about online courses and we hadn't done one because there was too many other priorities. Yeah. Um, and with the reduction in the um, ability to trade during the COVID-19 situation, what it did was said, well, you've got time now, you've got no excuses. So we've really got ourselves organised, got the, um, the virtual live interactive um, training with Zoom and everything, but also um, we're probably over halfway now to having a, a separate um, online course that people can do without uh, the direct interaction uh, so they can do it in their own time, day or night and so forth. And so in some ways it was, it was a really positive thing to say, implement those things you've been talking about and haven't got to. Uh, 
Yeah. I was almost not ready for us to go back to work because we were so focused on building our online classes that um, when they said we could go back to work, you then have all those other distractions introduced into your life again. Again, exactly. And you've proven now that the online model works, which a lot of our members have proven. One quick question before we talk about marketing, because a lot of our listeners love to hear super practical marketing strategies and you have done so much and I have a quick question for David so you are always so positive when you come into the Clever Bunch program I remember (laughs) when first we entered the pandemic and business shut down left and right and you guys were up to your eyeballs with adjustments and you still showed up every single session and stayed really positive how <laughs> what's your secret i <laughs> <laughs> uh, wish i knew the secret um i just think you take the opportunities that are there and things come up in terms of challenges and all it should do is provide you with a way to overcome that you know no one becomes the best at anything if it just comes easy there are always challenges there are things that come out and it just gives you that opportunity to revisit what you're doing why are you doing it? Is it the best way? Um, and you know, how do you overcome that? So, yeah, we just we just love what we do, yeah. and uh, so we're really keen to find ways of achieving it. And you know, I think things like the Clever Bunch session, um, they're a real um, comfort for me. Uh, I find them a really good opportunity, not just to get the information, but the whole environment that um, Basic Bananas has created. The groups that we're in are all encouraging. We all have different challenges and everyone's there to help each other succeed. Um, And so I actually look forward to them from that perspective, uh, no matter how good or bad business is going at the time. But I do think, too, we've always had the attitude that you can't really sit down in a corner and cry about it. You've got to make it happen. Nobody's ever been successful um, by just throwing their hands up and saying, oh, it's got all too hard. You have to just dig your heels in and say, right, I'm going to beat this. So, And we have tended to do that as a team, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And definitely what I notice also is a lot, obviously, when you show up to the Clever Brand sessions, you obviously you come and you work on your business and you're always super supportive of everyone else, which I feel like the more you put in, the more you get out, which is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now in terms of marketing, what, what are some or are some of your best marketing campaigns? Can you share some practical examples? Yeah, look, I think <clears throat> probably one, one was the actual live virtual training that we implemented during COVID-19. And I think the reason it worked so well was, from a few perspectives, um, we utilised predominantly social media um, and Heather's our social media guru, uh, so she did all the work. <laughs> and from a practical perspective, it was really good because we could use the six-step copywriting formula that we got through Basic Bananas, I think it was in week uh, month three it might have been, yeah, exactly. um, or a little while around that time, and really tap into sort of a relating to our client base and potential client base and asking that question and saying it's COVID-19 you thought you couldn't do training on you know face-to-face anymore um, in a live environment you thought the opportunity had passed Um, you know that's your issue and then let us show you how you can how that we've adapted to provide you that interactive face-to-face training via Skype via FaceTime and so forth 
and give you the idea that and just um, really loved and bought into that um, that problem and overcoming that problem from a from a practical perspective. And our first class was um, was a huge success. Uh, so I think using some of those things and as I say, the copywriting formula is is in some ways quite simple, but it's just a core foundation of looking at things from the client's perspective rather than saying, look, this one thing I've got, you should do it. Uh, it's the other way around. It's what your, what's your issue? What's your goal? How can we help you to achieve your goal? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So did you use, I love that. And I, lo I love that you obviously use, because the copywriting formula, I and mean, we have some podcast episodes on that too. We might even do another one on that to ref give our listeners a refresher. Did you also use Facebook Lives and Instagram Lives to promote the program or how did you promote the program? I have done Facebook Lives and Instagram Lives, but not for that specific one. Um, I do find that anything that's a video or a live is much, much more impactful. Um, and I try to have stories going all the time. Um, there's no point in having social media and only posting once a week. I try to post something every day. I try to have three or four things on my story going constantly so that you're just in front of your audience all the time. Um, and it's, it'll actually blow your mind as to what uh, gets the most likes and shares <laughs> and, um, you know, profile looks and things like that. Um, I, got, I got David to um, video me changing a nozzle off a bottle of glue and that is one of our highest um, liked posts and it was a 15-second video. So, um, and also our son and David put a sign up and I did a time lapse on the building um, as, as the, of them putting this sign up on the building and um, that got huge likes. So it doesn't actually have to be something about the business necessarily. Um, people like to sort of feel behind the scenes. Um, I mean, the other day we wanted to name a product, so I put a question out on a story and said to everybody, oh, we've got this great new product coming. Um, I'd love some inspiration for to name it. Um, you can win this, you know, by putting forward um, some suggestions. And that went down really well. We had a lot of interaction with our audience and, um, yeah, I just think it helps keeping us in front of them. I love that. And I love that there are two really important lessons for the listeners in there. One is we, we find the same here. People love when you do behind the scenes content that is to yeah. sometimes totally random, you know, like the two that you shared are quite random and people love it because it shows the face of the the business. It's like, oh yeah, yeah these guys are normal. They also change the nozzles on <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. And the other really powerful one that you just shared that you're doing super well also is the user-generated content, but also making your your followers feel included because including them in product naming is, is pretty powerful for them to be yeah. part of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I they loved it. it. That's really cool. Are there any last sort of tips before we wrap up that you would love to impart to our listeners? I think... One of the other things in, 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 that I find um, important is to understand our strengths because we all have different uh, strengths as both as individuals uh, but also as resources within the business. So, I mean, Heather's really creative and fantastic at sourcing product, great trainer, those sorts of things. Um, you know, my background is more uh, commercial through sales and finance and that type of thing. And so as a business any business, understand what your strengths are, utilise those and play to them, 
and then be ready to go and find support in the areas that aren't your strengths. So in our case, marketing probably certainly wasn't one of my strengths. Um, and that's why we went and, and we sought out basic bananas. Um, because you guys have the tips and the support and the ideas and the things that we can implement to help us do it much more effectively than we ever could. And I think no matter what your business, if you're not strong in finance, get a bookkeeper, get a good accountant, get someone else to take on those tasks that take a lot of time for you to do and that you probably don't do well and utilise external resources um, to, to help you with that. Or when you're recruiting, recruit people that have those skills. That's a really good tip. Yeah, I'm a big, a big believer in outsourcing and playing to your strengths and then getting people that are better than you at the other Absolutely. tasks. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Anything else from you, Heather? Did, did you um, like to have no, the final I, word? <laughs> no, I can't think of anything. Just you have to be passionate about what you're doing. If you don't love what you're doing, you're never going to be successful at it. You have to want to, you want to get up and go to work every day. I know myself, I've really... I've never woken up in the morning and thought, oh, I just don't want to do this. So you want to be doing something that you absolutely love. If you don't love it, you need to find something else because, you know, what's life if you're not enjoying what you're doing? Yeah, and now is a great time to actually do some pondering and soul searching to yep. actually do something you really are passionate about and you care yep. about. Yeah, great. Totally. Thank you so much. Thank you, Heather and David. We will also add the link to exoticlashes.com.au in case anyone wants to check you out. And Thank if you. anyone wants to get in touch, they can just go through your website or, or if anybody would love to ask you some more questions because you're a fountain of knowledge, how can people get in touch? They can get on, in touch with us through our social media. Uh, so Exotic Lashes uh, with Instagram and it's E-X-O-T-I-Q-U-E, Lashes. So it's spelled a little bit differently. Uh, also on Facebook, but they can email us as well. So um, basically follow the link that you put up would be great. Excellent. Thanks again. Thanks you both. And I can't wait to see you on the next Clever Brand session. <laughs> Sounds and good. thank you for the opportunity, Francisca. Yes, thank you. You're so welcome. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.